out this hoe, huh? All the way out this hoe, yeah. All the way out this hoe, yeah. All the way out this hoe. Next stop is the top. Unless I get popped. The ones say no me pussy, they ain't really sending no shots. The ones that pray don't pray no more. Either gone or lost hope but to the grave without some dough. I ain't gon' go, I ain't gon' go. It's like a crime, it's like a crime. Me and my combat on the ground so we can get some shine. Got like the sun, I'm seeing my old turn look my way. Heaven knows my gratitude just for another day. What can I say? I got a hoo-hoo-hoo boy. That's just fire, man. That was Eridon featuring Jason Green, Only One. Their new album is coming out soon. I can't, I know the date, but I cannot tell you the date. I know the name. I cannot tell you the name. But that is coming out soon. That is Only One. Go stream that. Go buy that. Please go buy it more than anything. Please go buy that more than anything. But welcome back to the MC Podcast. I am your host, MC. Hey, what's up? This is Johnny. And I didn't know what we we're supposed to say next. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you go hit five stars. Make sure you go comment, subscribe, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's at MC Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And it should be the MC Podcast on Facebook here soon as well. And I'm glad we played that because this is our first episode back. We haven't dropped one in a minute. So this is episode 21. And yes, we are still here. And that was really great because I didn't think about that whenever I showed you the song. But yes, we are back. The only way the only way out this hoe. Yeah, can I talk? You okay, done? go ahead. Alright, so I have some announcements to make real quick. Quick announcements. This is my Shout last out Nicks and Nails. This is my last episode on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so after after me and MC's heated debate today, <laughs> where he called us some names that should we not say on the air right now? Hey, relax. And some I, statements. That's not what that I did. I found it appropriate. That's um, not my what last I did. episode. You know, he insulted some people that I, I like very well. So <laughs> you guys have fun for this one. Oh God, white face. Am huh? I serious? No, nah, I'm not. But hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was again, Don's album with Jay. Let me talk. That was Aaron's album. album. It's a single. That was Aerodon's single with Jason Green. Let me talk. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> that was Aerodon's single with Jason Green, and I wasn't going to play it at first. But, hey, it, it was pretty nice, though, you know? I was like, okay, okay, I see you, I see you. Don't really do that button, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you walk out the podcast. <laughs> but, no, hey, welcome to the podcast, everybody. As you know, it's our comeback season. Yes, sir. Only way, only way out this hoe. What they say? September's very own. <laughs> September's very own. Yes, September's oh, very own. Oh, by the way, since I come back episode, I have a couple of shout outs. You know, shout out to Jasmine, to Carolina, to Missy, to to Candace, to Laura C, Laura A, and the Lord's happy birthday. Lot of people. Yeah, I know, but they all listen though. Okay. So shout them out. Episode twenty one. 21, 21, 21, 21, 21. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, again, shout out to our sponsors, Nicks and Nails. Shout out to uh, freshmoreclothing.com. Make sure you go over there. Use use the code MC. I believe it should be working right now by the time this is out. Oh. Use code MC podcast. Stay fresh. Stay with more. Yes. Freshmore clothing. Fresh man. Freshmoreclothing.com. Make sure you go check it out, bro. Got a lot of shit dropping here soon. And just shout out to them. Yeah, don't fall back. Fall in line with the new fox colors. Black. <laughs> How are you, Johnny? How's your mental health? I'm How's your week been? It's been good. How's your week been, man? It's been amazing. You. Really? How's the smoke out here? It's pretty bad, yeah, actually. You don't want that it looks smoke? like fucking dirt out here. <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. It's disgusting. I don't even take my kids outside because of it. Huh? I don't take my kids outside because of it. Oh, yeah, they're in the basement. <laughs> There's no basements in California. 
How do you know that? <laughs> Um, anyway, I have anyway. A, I remember I told you I had, a, I had a really special question for you. Know, I didn't know how you were gonna ask it. Don't take this as a joke. Don't make it into a joke. Okay. Answer this truthfully. Who are you? Who am I? All right. So I'm Johnny. Like I said, uh, I don't know. Who am I? I am who? Uh, am I who? No, I'm Johnny. You know, a music fan. Okay. Who, who are you? Uh, my name is MC. Okay. Most people call me Matt. It's just my initials. Whoa. It's really not a cool name. <laughs> Government names out there. I'll bleep, bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bleeping both of those. All right, bleep, bleep. bleep. Uh, <laughs> you know, let, let me come back. So, anyway, my name is Johnny. Me, okay. and, me and MC met a little while ago, and we tried to do a podcast, and it didn't work out. Well, it's, <laughs> it's not that it didn't work out. It just wasn't the right moment because he had other people here co-hosting with. And uh, it was just a better fit at that moment. But, you know, full circle, all these come back to where it's supposed to be at. That's true. And so it's been an amazing journey here. You know, this is our 21st episode. So it's a big milestone for us. We came a long way from our first episode for sure. You know, things are looking better. We got things moving correctly. Promotions are doing a lot better now. We're going to start with a new logo if you see it today. See it today? No. No, next week. No, they should see it today. By the time this is out, they should see it. Perfect. So see, you see it next week. But just shout out to everybody. Listen to us now. You know we've been growing so quick, and just our views have been like crazy for us. I mean, like we started off real low, low. But, yeah, low, low. But now it's like we're getting up there. People are actually listening and getting some feedback. That's really nice. But I'm just a music fan. Um, I like hip hop. I like the culture. And it finally, this podcast gave me a voice to talk about things that I like, you know, and enjoy, mm-hmm. and also. We keep seeing people with platforms who are not doing the best for the culture, you know, who don't represent us in the correct way. And I want to thank Matt. I mean, I want to thank MC. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank MC for having me, you know. Oh, and, uh, shit. Thanks, Johnny. This know, isn't the response I was looking for, no, but no, okay. But I appreciate it. You know, it's, it's been a great, and I hope we keep doing Well, we're going to do more. Of course, we are. It's not my oh, yeah, episode. No. But no, um, it's been a good journey. And, uh, you know, me and, me and MC, we differ on a couple of things, like business for one and deals. We don't want to line up correctly. You know, I'm a little naive. He's a little bit serious, but it works out. Okay, for sure. But uh, tell us about yourself, MC. Where are you from? I'm MC. I was raised on black culture. I grew up with all black friends. I'm from Georgia. I'm from Marietta, Georgia, to be exact. So black culture really brought, brought everything to me. If it wasn't for black culture, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be who I am today without it. I'll put it that way. So that's really why I wanted to start the podcast. For one, I knew a lot about rap. I fucking feel like a nerd sometimes because people are like, who's that? And I'm like, snob. I'm a snob. <laughs> but um, I, like I said, I started the podcast because, I felt, again, I felt like people just weren't doing it right. I felt like there were enough people doing it right and not getting heard. Yeah. And that's my biggest issue is not getting heard. But we're here. We're going to push. We're going to keep pushing. And I appreciate you too, Johnny, for being here because Thank this you. isn't easy. Yeah. It's not easy to make this happen. It's not, but we do we do the best we can. And uh, just thank everybody out there listening who so keep listening. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Like a lot said, of shit's going to be changing. Uh, got some videos coming soon as well, working on some other stuff with marketing and uh, just getting out there. We finally we finally feel comfortable with our voice right now and our product that we have, that we put the best thing out we can right now. And we'll keep getting better. Yeah. But this episode is all about full circles. Full circle, Full circles. Yes. And it's about journeys. And um, hip-hop is about that. Uh, it's a big role model for that. It's also about changing narratives, too. So that's yes, like so stopping narratives. Stopping narratives, exactly. And so we feel like we have to stop narratives before they happen or while they're happening. And just just make sure we end the nonsense, the toxicity of it. Yes. You know, me, me and uh, MC was talking throughout the week about certain topics of today's episode. 
and the theme was just full circle, you know? And so that's what we got for you guys today. The first topic is going to be a tough one. You know, it's going to be something heavy. And there's no, there's no correct way to really approach this topic because... Some people argue one side to the fullest, and some people argue the other side to the fullest. But there's one side that's clearly wrong, you know, that, that's clearly, yeah. that, that's just like clearly misguided, and um, it's a very hurtful topic, and it's a very um, hurtful thing to say, it's very offensive too. Would you like me to start Yeah, this? you want to start? Okay. So me and Johnny were pondering the web, the interweb, the internet, and we saw a topic that came across our, our, our uh, timelines that said, uh, Black Lives Matter is just a KKK. Basically incense. They put it in a different a different wording. Yeah. But that's the the gist of it. They Basically, were saying that they're the same thing. Yeah, like they the black the the, the um, BLM is the new KKK. Yeah. Well, black Lives Matter is the new KKK. Not that that was the most ridiculous thing ever. But on my timeline though, on Facebook and on Instagram and shit, I seen people really arguing that they are the same, and I thought that was the most foolish shit in the world because. You know, one is just a very simple statement that carries so much weight. The other is just hateful organization that has been plaguing United States for generations, you know, yes. that has scared, has scared people out of house and home. Yeah. You know, who's been running rapid throughout the government levels, throughout police forces, throughout the fabric of America in some sense, you know. And uh, we just want to do, do a brief discussion on it. Uh, yeah, we'll do a little thing right now. Uh, so the KKK mm-hmm. started. Nobody really knows the actual origin date of the KKK, but the KKK. Yeah. So the guesstimated origin date is in the eighteen in eighteen forty eight. They started out in the deep south, obviously, where when slaves would run away, they would they would come get them. That's what the KKK originally was. They were just a group of men who stopped free slaves from being free. It wasn't until they started uh, pillaging some parts of northern, started going up towards the north, that they actually started to pillage, what's the word I'm looking for? Plantations. Yeah. And they would actually be taking black people and whatnot because they weren't doing their job. They were often used as slave masters. The original KKK members were slave masters as well. So the hate ran deep back in the day. But it wasn't until after, I believe, the Civil War, I want to say, yeah, because that's a Revolutionary War. So after the Civil War, it wasn't until 1870 to 1875 that an actual federal grand jury considered the KKK in a domestic terrorist group. Wait, wait, that early on? They just, really? Yes. 1870. Well, I thought, I thought they just, um, anyway, that's to be on a point. We just, we told you. To be honest, there was no explanation needed for the KK. We just told you because to know where it started at and to what it innately is. Yeah, that's all, that's, that's why I did it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it for that. But I, one question for you really quick. Are you asking me the question? But the question is basically, do black lives matter? Yes. They matter every day. End of story, you know. That's all it is. If black lives matters, is a yes. That's all it is. It's not an organization where they aspire hate. It's not. It's not where they preach fear it's not where they preach hate, uh, racism it's not any of that it's where they want to matter where we matter at it's where it's where you have to use in order to fight against a system that is innately racist against your kind yeah where you have people being killed by people in power who suffer no consequences at all is that simple black lives matter yes in kk the black black lives matter, black lives don't matter in kk at all they don't no you know, until you could tell me an incident of Black Lives Matter burning crosses in front of your house, bomb, firebombing schools, having all these horrible incidents, until you could 
tell me that they're doing that, which I, what they're not, they don't come in with that bullshit because it's not true at all. And if you compare BLM to KKK, fuck out of here. You're ignorant as fuck. You're a bigot. You're racist. You're a piece of shit because you don't know anything about the origins of it. Yeah, and if you really look at the ideologies, ideologies they're completely fucking separate. Exactly. So there's equality. One stands for equality. One does not. So let's stop that narrative there. Anybody who compares to anybody who compares them at all deserves to just fucking be educated, kick off the fucking planet. Deserves the they deserve whatever happens to them. They deserve to get the same treatment that Black Scott treated today. In the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, in the 1800s. That's what they deserve. They deserve to get the same treatment we got from those organizations. Yeah. No, you're completely right. So, so yeah. Oh, and, and uh, in, in that topic, we're done with that one, you know. All right. We won't bring it up anymore because it's just something that doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't matter if you think they are the same or not because if you, have, if you, think, if you even think like that, you're already misguided. Yeah. And we, you can't change somebody's mind once they're that deep gone. You can't. That's just the truth. And I, you know, you try. You try to argue with them, but it's no point. You're just yelling at blank space at this at that point. Exactly. So what else we got? Um, shout out to Charlemagne. <laughs> shout out to Charlemagne the God. He is starting. Let me make sure I get the the name right real quick. The Black Effect Podcast. He has started a partnership with iHeartRadio. He owns 50% of a network, which will bring a lot of black content creators to the platform. I'm going to go ahead and shout them out just real quick, and we'll, we're just going to go through this real fast. Drink Champs, uh, cut to it. Uh, once the NBA season is over, Dwight Howard is going to have one. Uh, All the Smoke with Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Jess Hilarious will have a podcast, Carefully Reckless. Uh, uh, Flav Monroe will EP, or no. He, he, She Was by Flav Monroe. It'll be executively produced by Tiffany Haddish. Hor- horrible Decisions by Maddie B. and Wheezy. Shout out to them. Ebony K. Williams is holding court. Debbie Brown has uh, dropping gems. Michelle Williams is checking in. Uh, Queen Tamika Mallory and My Son is doing Street Politicians. Straight Shot, No Chaser. I forget who's doing that one, but that's another one that's coming on there. It's a new one coming out. It's called Hot Happy Mess with Charlemagne and Zoe Hall. Glasses Malone is going to have a No Ceilings podcast. MCA uh, Gangsters Chronicles with James McDonald and uh, Norman Steele. And the 85 South, 85 South show will be there as well. Shout out to Charlemagne. Shout out to him. Shout out to Joe Budden too Because without Joe Budden I feel like Charlamagne Wouldn't be in the position That he's in That's true Me and MC talked about this Before the podcast And we just came to A couple of conclusions You know It was a heated debate Between us that We're not gonna leave we're not, <laughs> It's ownership Versus signing a deal That's basically what it is At the end of the day Yeah And uh, we both feel differently About how to do it But we came to the same conclusion And Just tell them what ownership Means to you And I'll tell them What signing a deal Means to me And why just tell them why you're for ownership, all for ownership. And I'll tell I'm for I'm more from. of ownership because it's a it's a completely different fight whenever you own something. It's completely different in the aspect of you own this, so you should be able to say what you deserve to be paid, what you deserve to be monetized at, what ad revenue you get, what back end deals you can you can possibly uh, sign to. Because mm-hmm. whenever you own something, you can't tell somebody what they can and can't do. There's a big difference whenever it comes to leverage there. Because if you have somebody that has their hands in your pockets, you can't really leverage nothing because you have nothing at the end of the day. Because all those hands in your pockets mean a lot. 
whenever you try to switch. So whenever you own something, you're putting your own money behind it. It's a completely different fight than whenever you're whenever you sign to a deal. Yeah, you're right. I mean, for me, what sign a deal means to me, at least. Sign, not the laugh, but background noise, you know that. But no, uh, when somebody signs a deal to something, I feel like I innately think that when somebody signs, when somebody signs a deal, that they are smart enough to know that there might be a chance that they might get fucked or they might not get fucked. That if they navigate that deal correctly, that maybe they'll come out the winner. You know, and I mean, time has shown us that that's not always the case, and more like it's more likely than not that they come out being fucked. And uh, me and him, me and MC had a big debate about this earlier today about ownership and signing a deal, and uh, it was just different paths they take. For me, I felt like Charlemagne by signing that deal, what he did was open up a door that wasn't open to these different podcasters and a space for black entertainment to be had. But he also made a good point by t- by by explaining to me, you know, explains to me that hey, Charlemagne could have went independent completely and started his network by himself with his own money, and then truly independent and truly black owned, so that he owns everything that he creates and that is not going to be used against him. And that if he leaves the company, he doesn't leave with nothing. And for me, I think my biggest thing that that I took away from the conversation was that he was right. I mean, ownership is better in every single way. But sometimes I feel like you can't always take the front door. That sometimes, some ways, the back door is open, and sometimes, yeah, you're so, right. sometimes as entertainers, you gotta navigate through those spaces. That because if you try to create your own network or your own platform on I your mean, own, it, yeah, especially for a black creative, yeah, like if you try to do that on your own. <clears throat> They might try to they might try to squash you or even get started. You know these big conglomerates they have a lot of muscle behind them. So sometimes the best way is sneak up under them and say, hey, you know what? I'll come sign with you for this deal on my terms, and maybe your terms will hold up over the years, and you truly get what you are worth. Yeah. So I, we just don't know. But for Charlemagne, at least I felt like he did the best possible move for him at the time. And I still think it's a good deal because I don't know it, what, what it entails completely. Well, fifty percent ownership or something is better than nothing. I know it sounds like oh, t- like taking crumbs when you have a whole loaf on the table, but sometimes the loaf is fucking. Sometimes the loaf is flat. Sometimes the loaf is poor. Sometimes it's stale. Sometimes it's not what you want. No, you, I mean you're correct. But but I feel like with Charlemagne too is that I feel like he navigated a deal that is best for him and his coworkers or his uh his fellow black. Podcasters in that space where they can have his own platform where he has probably control over, he curates, you know, where he says, Hey, you know, I'll put these black uh, independent artists on, independent pod, pod, uh, podcasters on. Yeah. It, it just sucks though because they're being developed by a big conglomerate already. So it's kind of like it's taking up space that could, that he could create by himself, you know? But, but I mean, you're right in the aspect of if you put all this money behind it, it's not saying it's going to go somewhere. I think that's where Joe Budden. I think that's where Joe Button and Charlemagne's fight is different now that we have talked about it and we've argued about it. It's where Joe Button already has something that's worth something. Yeah. He uh, he's already owned the IP of that. So it's a different fight from Charlemagne starting from scratch when he already is so big as he is. So if he was to go out on his own and start something completely new and it didn't work out, that kind of looks bad on you. Yeah. But you're right though. I mean, I think Charlemagne's taking his name and leveraging it for a port an equity in a company yeah because like at that point he's like hey i'm so big in this industry right now that my name is worth more than some kind of ownership or something that i own that my name carries more weight than what i may actually own yeah and that's it, true so so it could be that too as well i mean it comes after the same thing like we agreed upon like sometimes it doesn't matter how you get to somewhere 
because the end goal is always the same. It's always independence, always um, furthering the movement. It's always being more where you should platform for good. You know, it's always being. It's making sure black creatives are not taking being taken advantage of in a space where it is more known that black creatives have been taking advantage of all through the years. Yeah, because that space is kind of like in podcasting, too, you see a lot of podcasts that are most like predominantly white. Yeah, a lot of them. You know, and um, that's a that's a lot of voices that might be drawing some black voices out. That's true. And then also, if you're if you're black, you look for that black culture. Listen, so you listen for the hip things, something that you identify with, topics that you like to hear. You know, you may not hear about BLM. You may not hear about innocent unarmed black man being shot by police officers. You may not hear about institutional racism that's going on because they don't touch on those topics because they don't have the audience for it, that, that big of audience for it. That ma- yeah, that care. Yeah, they don't have the voice for it neither. You that's know? true. So so big ups to Charlamagne, big ups to Joe Budden, you know. Yeah, big ups to both of them. You know, they, they're doing a great job out there in that, in that space. And uh, <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to them. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it just creates a whole new wave of new deals, honestly. You know what we gotta talk about too. We gotta. Uh, there's a lot of Kanye West drama going on too as well. Okay. We'll, we'll get into that. I think we can get into that. You want to talk bit. about that? or You want to talk about LL Cool J on the Drink Champs earlier this year? Oh yeah, we'll talk about that first. That's because it's in the same. It's in the same realm. Yeah. So, lucky. So uh, LL Cool J was on Drink Champs earlier this year. You know that Noriega podcast, Drink yeah, Champs. Drink Champs. And uh, he he made he made uh, some real statements on that podcast. He was talking about how I didn't know that he owns Rock the Bells. You know, I'm ignorant to that. I heard of Rock the it's Bells. A, it's a it's a collaborative deal with Sirius that he has. Yeah. See, I heard I heard the concert Rock the Bells, but I didn't hear the station. Like that's why I always knew what the concert yeah. was. But apparently, he is creating his own platform. You know, his own independent space where he's going to big up black entertainers, old school. And new school, I believe. Yeah, and he's, he's trying to bridge the gap in between what uh, what I forget the word that he used, but basically just bridging the gap from old school to new school. Just letting them know that they all deserve a place to be appreciated, but just know that you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Exactly. And he's also he talked about a lot of stuff on that podcast. You guys should give it a listen if you guys get a chance to. My bad. Nah. <laughs> Give it a chance if you guys need to hear it. But no, he talked about um It was the one with uh Darnell? Yeah, Don, Don Rollins. Yeah, Don, Don Rollins. Oh yeah, go go check out that. Hey, it's Quarantine yeah. Kings episode four. It's hilarious. The drink by the way. Champs. Like Donald Rollins hilarious. But he talked about um just bigging up black entertainers and black rappers from the past, like old school rappers who had a big influential hit in the culture but did not get the monetary value that they deserve at the time. So hold on, we got a little interruption right there. Me and my Harley. <laughs> Fuck those people, dude. Um, All those QAnon people across the street. That's I don't know so who fun. it is. Uh, anyway, but nah. So back to the topic though. But L O Cool J, he was talking about um, black uh, black rappers who made a cultural impact in in a society today, in the culture today, in music today, who did not get the props they deserve. That rappers that we know are we know their beats that they had. Our made a verse that was stolen or repurposed by the new school rappers yeah. that uh who did not get the monetary value have to who don't get help with who don't get uh, You know who really doesn't get the monetary value they deserve uh-huh. is uh Dougie Fresh I cannot remember his name. Karis one? No, it was Dougie Fresh and he did the Lottie Dottie. 
we, we like to party. You know how many body. times that has fucking <laughs> been repurposed? Every day. Dougie fucking Fresh. Miley Cyrus did it. <laughs> oh, wait, it was Dougie Fresh, and then it was, um, hold on. Dougie Fresh. Shit's killing me right now. But Dougie Fresh, and then uh, Slick Rick. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Slick Rick, I fucked it. He was a UK rapper that came over here. We had a record though. Yeah, For real? Yeah, they Slick Rick was. Yeah, he's from the UK. He's I thought British. he was from California. Nah, he he British. He had. Uh, do you remember that song that he came out with Outcast when he got out of jail? He had that. Uh, he was like, oh, rappers not wearing ice no more. <laughs> they not wearing platinum. They wearing gold. Or no, yeah. they not wearing gold. They wearing platinum now. But it's back to gold now. But he came out uh, with this hot ass track with uh, Outcast. I'll play for you right now, actually, because it's hot. You know. Slick Rick been hot, <laughs> <laughs> but now this he was hot before Outcast. I know, but I'm saying like he, when he came out of jail for his little thing he did, he had a song with he had a song with Outcast. Yeah, no, I remember it. And it was about uh, how he got out of jail and how he's rocking uh <laughs> rocking uh, diamonds and platinum now instead of uh, gold. How things changed a little bit, but man, that dude was a great. Hey, shout, shout out to Slick Rick, man. That artist, storytelling. Slick, Slick Rick has to be top five storytelling rappers. Man, bro, that Mona top Lisa. Top five. That shit yeah. was nice. You shout, out to, shout, out to, shout out to Slick Rick, though. You yeah. know, let's go out on him today. There, okay. There, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there wouldn't be a nice without Slick Rick, if you really think about it. No, there wouldn't be. There wouldn't be a there J. Cole be. or Kendrick. No, because that, story, that storytelling and doing it in such a way like that, it's... You couldn't do it without Slick Rick. It wouldn't have been cool it, without Slick Rick. It, Slick Rick. It was so smooth how he did it too. Oh yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> tell me a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> and oh there goes the way. Oh my god. Or oh, Easy E's. Uh, what was that? What was that part? Was that uh? It was Boys in the Hood, I think. Where uh, Susie came in the courtroom with a submachine Uzi. Yeah, bitch pulled out a submachine Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's that storytelling, bro. Like Slick Rick is the grandfather of that. Man, that's crazy though. But I think that's what Rock the Bells meant. Yeah, they gave. It's like shit like that. It's like Grand Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Yeah, shit. There wouldn't be party music like that if it wasn't for Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, Cool Herc who started everything. You got Cool Herc. That's you crazy. got Coke Rock. You got Ooh. African Mombata. You remember Shantae? I mean, we could go, we could go back, bro. We can go back, back, back if we if we have to, to these people who were never compensated. I, I, you can make an argument that Cool Herc should be compensated. Yeah. But at the same time, he never did anything with monetary value. But then it's like he created a whole culture, though. So like, I think that if they, if every single rapper donated to a, a fund for him. Since he started, he started rap music. It's that clear and simple. Like that's well, what they say. They say Cool Herc started the movie. He started the break beats. You know. Yeah. He, had the he, part. he just he just played the break breakdown of the drums. Yeah. And then he started he started that whole movement. He was still in power from power lines and shit in New York in the seventies. Yeah. And so like you have to give flowers to those people. And then it's it's so wild because you have all these rappers who make a big cultural impact but do not have the monetary hits that make them famous. Eric B and Rakim. Yeah, but they got they get they got a lot of love now. Eric B does especially Rakim. <clears throat> they do now. Big Daddy King. But are they being compensated like they yeah. should be? And it's hard because it's it's crazy because like the money they would have made in the eighties, not to compare it to today. No, 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 no. And like how do you put a value on that? But El Kuja was saying he was saying that they need to create a um like a sag for rappers. Like a a rapper's guild where you have to like either be in the game for like five or ten years where you have to have certain number like a like either a 
platinum album or a song or something that made a big cultural impact. And that when you have that, then you join the guild. If this just not this, they're trying to work it out together, but a lot which of which definitely should be a thing because there's a lot of rappers who never put anything in their retirement. Because yeah. they're because they have to put money back in themselves, yeah. put it back in themselves, and that and that costs money. Yeah, it's like reinvestment in yourself too, and then you, like especially now to imagine being uh, one of the rappers who has to tour to make their financial means. Yeah, that's what it is. Like everybody, like I was to a podcast with uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy. Oh shit, that must have been a good one. Yeah, he was talking about uh, Flavor Flav and how he got Flavor Flav into uh, acting because he said you're not gonna let because like. Flavor Flav, he always wants to tour. Let's go tour, let's go tour, let's go tour, let's go tour. Because he wasn't making any money outside of touring with yeah. them. Or he was spending it all. So he always wants to tour with them and say, hey, you know what? We just got back from a, a world tour right now. We're kind of tired. We're trying to rest. You should go to Hollywood. You can't be in the streets anymore. He sent Flavor Flav to Hollywood. And that's how you guys don't show and whatnot. But a lot of these older rap groups and a lot of these older rappers who made a big impact in the game are not being financially uh, supported. I don't know if I believe this. What? I'm sorry because I was looking because there is there's a black rapper who was the first artist to make a million dollars. Who was it? I can't find him. Sugar Hill Gang? <laughs> no, they actually never made anywhere near that, and their beat is used more than anything. But because of somebody else owning it, they publishing. Know. Damn. Yeah, they're saying Sean Carter, Jay Z himself, is the first artist to actually make a million dollars. A billion, probably, but not a million though. To make a million dollars Stop it where you look, where you Not to be all? given a million dollars Let me see Because when you're given a million dollars That's got to be broke down They're saying Jay-Z is the first artist To make a million dollars Hold on Let's see Are you using Google? Yeah Are you using uh, Axe Jeeves? No What the fuck I, haven't, I don't even know that's nah, a real they, thing they, anymore they, nah, Are you going to use Bing? <laughs> nah they keep asking uh it don't say it just says first billionaire is Jay Z. That's what that's what it says. I, I put in first black rapper to make a million dollars. Yeah, Jay Z pops up. I put, I put the same thing up too, but it says billionaire right here though. Jay Z's first bi billionaire rapper by the BBC. So uh, they probably got that mistaken. But uh, hey, that's impressive too. Shout out to Jay Z for making that money. You know, reasonable doubt. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you see that shit about Shakespeare? That he didn't write his own shit Yeah it was actually A black woman who wrote All his plays Man that's just been So disputed left and right Like there's been people So a lot of famous people Thought that he didn't Write his own shit It was like Stephen um, What's his name Stephen Hawking No 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 not him It was the writer Writer Who's a good writer Fuck his name I don't know any good writers Like that No no it was American writer He wrote uh, some of the best <laughs> shit In the world God damn it Stephen me. King No no not Stephen King Uh Man Tom Clancy No stupid <laughs> <laughs> Let me see right now I'm black. His name's killing me right now I should know this shit too I'm so dumb for not knowing it I don't know it No 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 what Mark Twain say? Mark Twain Was a uh, famous uh, uh, Shakespeare denier Hey it's crazy Bringing that shit up too though Because I just like There's a uh, podcast right now Where they, they say Oh Fake history That's what it's called Okay they talk about uh, whether he rose on shit or not. There's always different claims off he wrote or not. There's like um, one of the one of the arguments was like, hey, he signed his name three different ways on three different documents. Like he couldn't even spell. He's illiterate. Like no, during that time in uh, the UK and London and all that shit, people spelled their names different ways all the time because that was like the fanciest thing to do. But yeah, that's just been kind of disputed. You know, I'd be be wild if it was true though. Shit. Oh, Rakim was the first rap MC to get a million dollar contract. Oh, Rakim. Rakim 
That's crazy. So you got to think about all the people that was before him who who deserved that, who pushed yeah. the needle for Rakim to be there. And that's that's what that's again full circle again because like it always comes down to black culture and black people in general that you have to pass the baton to somebody to get a little further than you. Because I mean, look at Tupac. Because like you just you can't kick through the door. You know, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you don't bust. There that are sh- big hurdles to be jumped in front yeah, of. You should want to. You want to bust that bitch down, but you can't do it. So you gotta pass the side behind you and get a little further than you did. And that's like the upsetting part, but it's also the good thing. It's like, hey, each generation we keep doing better and better and better. Imagine if we came. Imagine if we came with the same rules and regulations that people had from the start, from the jump. How far we be in this life? Like, like imagine. That's true. Imagine if we came here in 1776, equal rights across the board. How far we will be in this world? You, you would have caused mass hysteria back in 1774 if that was a thing. Like, like that's the wild thing too. Is like, people always assume that like, okay, after slavery it was fine. No segregation after that was fine. Like, no segregation created the way we are to this day. You know, like the red line it was really uh, was really bad because it dictated where you're where you could not live at in certain areas. And sometimes you couldn't buy houses, so you have to rent. So when you rent property, the money that that goes to the owner of the house. The taxes they pay don't go to the school that you live in. It goes somewhere else now. So property taxes all actually fund schools really well. So you have schools and black neighborhoods that are really under underfunded. Because it's rent. Yeah. So that's in like you're not even getting that money. Like the money's not going to that school because the owner's not paying it because he's somewhere else. And so you have these underfunded public schools with poor education. When you have bad education somewhere, crime rises. So is poverty. And poverty is like the key cross. Poverty and crime go hand in hand together. It does. And then you have areas like. Um, I don't know if we'll touch on it or not, but we have areas and parts of LA where they have been heavily policed by bigots and racist police officers who only police a certain way, who are more violent, who hand people up for no reason, who stop people unnecessarily, who make sure they keep them oppressed under that rule of law. Yeah. And so, me right. and so when you have that, it's just the whole cycle. Because imagine if you're like a young black man, right, and you're driving your car, you get a ticket. Okay. For whatever reason. So now you gotta go for that ticket. Say that ticket's like 500 bucks, you can't pay that ticket. So now your license is suspended. But you still gotta go to work though, right? Yep. So you gotta go to work on a, on a suspended license because you can't pay a ticket you had in court and there's no way out of it. So you're riding dirty. Now you get pulled, you get pulled by the cops now, and then all of a sudden, you get pulled by the cops now, you go to jail, you get arrested because you're driving a suspended license. It's a cycle that's created by poverty in itself. Yeah. So, so it's hard, you know? And people don't wanna understand shit about it. It's just this long cycle of things. You don't want to answer that on, 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 on the air? Nah. <laughs> Why not? Good. Anyway, that was a talk about crunch. But, man. Um, Shout out to LL Cool J for actually wanting to do something like this. Hopefully, he can get an artist union. Hopefully, he can get this SAG uh, pot of money going, I guess, for, for the, the creators of what we know now as hip-hop. Exactly. Because that would mean a lot to the people. It's showing respect. I guess at the end of the day, and I think that's a big problem in hip hop right now is everybody wants to respect each other until it comes to break busting down a check. Yeah, a pay dues. Yeah, because I think that's I think that's the hardest thing ever is I think it's really hard to get collaborative albums because everybody wants to hand in the money pot. They don't want to actually just create something that's going to be meaningful for years to come. You're right, but it's a double edged sword though because if I'm coming to an artist, a black artist, I want to fuck with a lot. And they charge so much for they they charge so much for a uh, verse. 
and they set the price it's like okay if i could afford it i'll pay you that money right now out of respect like hey come on my track i got your money right here mm -hmm. it's a mutual respect kind of thing now if you use my favor like for a friend it's different but i think a lot of artists don't fuck with each other like that anymore because one sometimes they charge too much for a verse with it yeah, it's egos yeah egos too a lot of the times but also you have people who want to create their own and be their own independent artist sometimes too like some art like the old like some old school artists like nas will have like a bunch of features on their albums just because he can and because he's proved himself already he already proved himself who he is you know how many free verses nas probably gets probably a lot of offers no free verses for his albums oh how many Probably a lot, bro. Yeah. I mean, you imagine what that would do for you if you had a verse on a Nas a Nas album. Yep, like hey, when Jago had Nas on his album, I let Nas down when Nas came on his album. Yeah, that was dope. It's crazy. I was like, okay, respect, man. Okay, okay, young man, Nas. Young man, young man. <laughs> All right, man, we out of here. All right, yeah, we're doing. I got you real quick. Shout out to everybody. Go give this five stars. Go like, comment, subscribe. Go follow us at the MC Podcast everywhere, any social platform. We do not do TikTok and we do not do Snapchat. I apologize, but I don't care that much. Just to be completely honest with you. But OnlyFans is popping. My Patreon, where my dick gets shown. Making sure my girl wasn't in here. Hit it. You know what? Yo, beat this. La -di -da -di. We like to party. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. We're just some men that's on the mic. And when we rock upon the mic, we rock the mic. For all of y'all, keeping y'all in health. Just to see you smile and enjoy yourself. Cause it's cool when you cause a cozy condition and that we create, so that's our mission. So listen to what we say, because this type of shit happens every day. I woke up around 10 o'clock in the morning, gave myself a, a morning, you honey. <laughs>